Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Pastor Matt. I'm the lead pastor of Manningham Christian Centre, and thank you so much for tuning in this morning. Um, if you've just joined us, we're going to unpack um, the continuation of our series, Jehovah Rapha, which is another name for God. And that name, Jehovah Rapha, is translated as I am the Lord that heals you. And to understand healing, we need to understand that we are a new creation. So this morning I'm going to continue a message that I began a couple of weeks ago and uh, it's, uh, I think it's going to be really, really freeing for you. I think it's uh, important to note that, you know, many Christians come to faith and they, and they realize that uh, by accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they come into this great place of eternal life and that is what we call salvation and that is a, a great thing. But uh, what about earth? living? What about living here on earth right now? What about coming into that place of how salvation affects our lives today? And I'm here to tell you that because God's name is Jehovah Rapha, I am the God that heals you, because that is his name, then I'm here to tell you that uh, salvation is not only for eternal life after we have graduated into heaven. Salvation is here today and that means healing in your body, it means healing in your soul and it means healing in your spirit as well. And so I'm here to encourage you and hopefully equip you in that. To understand that we need to first understand that we are a brand new creation and the unfortunate reality is that many people when they come to faith, when they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour, they don't realise all that God has made available to them. And so I hope today that you just get, even if it's just 3% better today because of what I shared for you, uh, shared with you, even if you can apply 10% of it, then I would encourage you that it's going to do wonders in the weeks and the months leading ahead. And I hope you are ready. Well, let's get ourselves ready. I'm going to pray. I'm going to lead you in prayer. And uh, I hope that you would join with me also. Father, Lord, we, we, we thank you right now for the way in which you have positioned us as people. Lord, you've always taken care of us. You've always been with us, Jesus, as your promise is that you would always be with us. And so, Jesus, we acknowledge you. Be with us today as we journey through and as we unpack this. Holy Spirit, we just invite the nature of who you are into our every word, into our every thought, into our every feeling, and into our every experience. Holy Spirit, I I pray that these not be my words that people receive, but Lord, that they would incline their ear to hear the words that you speak to them and that you are wanting to share today. Let me be a mouthpiece, Lord, for what you are already doing, God, in Jesus' name. And we all said... Amen and amen. Well, praise God. I'm going to invite you just to open your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we're going to read the first, uh, uh, first verse of 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17, and then half of 18. I hope you can join with us. If you haven't got your Bible there, uh, then uh, the uh, scripture will be on the screen. 
Therefore, it says this, therefore. Why is it therefore? Because it's for us to take notice of. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is, he or she is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. And we're going to stop there for the moment. Now, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I uh, discussed with, uh, with you that it was, uh, it's true that this uh, scripture says, if anyone is in Christ, and that is inferring that it's quite clear that you can not be in Christ and so if you're wondering about how to be in Christ then this moment can be right now where you accept and you acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior you can acknowledge the the areas of your life uh, where where sin and we're going to talk about that later but where sin has come in uh, and affected your life and uh, Jesus gives you uh, life and life abundantly when you accept him as your Lord and Savior, accepting him as who Jesus is, right? And so if it means it's possible not to be in Christ, either you are in Christ or you are not in Christ, okay? And then it says, uh, then if uh, you look at your scripture and if you look at your Bible, you'll see that where it says he is, is actually in italics. Now, that is in italics because that was added in by the translators. Now, uh, I prefer without it, but I'm not adding or subtracting from the word. I'm just saying to understand this scripture properly, then we must understand that it should read and it can read for us like this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, a new creation, right? And so there is this declaration of absolute, hey, new creation. If anyone is in Christ, this is what it is equal to. And I think at that point, we need to come into this like celebration. Your heart should skip a beat that you go, hey, even though I don't feel like it sometimes, my feelings are going to catch up with this reality that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And therefore he has declared me a what? new creation that's exactly right and so it is so exciting to read this Galatians chapter 6 verses 15 says this verse 15 says for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation just another scripture just to reinforce this home I hope that you if it's a one percent improvement that you get today it is because you are understanding that you are a new creation <clears throat> so um, the only thing that matters is the only thing that the only question that you should walk away with today is are am I a new creation in Christ are you a new creation this is the primary question and this is the issue okay it is the biggest issue it's the biggest question that mankind struggles with and struggles so much because it's the fundamental thing that the enemy being Lucifer and Satan and his demonic entities 
would seek to, to not allow you to have that revelation of. All right, There might be a moment of where you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour and you say, yeah, I'm going I'm to go to church, I'm going to do all the things that I have to do, I'm even going to raise my hands during worship. And yet the enemy would seek to hide this or veil, place a veil over this very reality that you are a new creation. Why? Because of what Jesus has done at the cross. And so if you are a new creation, we have to look at God's ability to create. Everybody say create. First, we must recognize that only God can create. In the beginning, in the book of Genesis, it said that, and the Lord said, so by his spoken word, he created. Things were, 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 were something out of nothing. And only God can do that. The intricacies of nature, of how cells interact right through to how animals interact right through to us as human beings. Man can manufacture. He can take substance from the earth and manufacture something. He, man can repair it but, and sometimes improve for his own sake. But only God can create. Only God can create. Now, the issue is this. And my son Joshua asked me this very question just yesterday. He said, he said Dad, you know, uh, why, why, is, why is there so much wrong with the world? Why does God allow sickness? How is sickness in us? And uh, it was a great opportunity to explain about the fall of man. Now, the fall of man is when man decided, Adam and Eve, to take his own way. So, uh, yes, he was deceived, but man still took that decision to say, I am going to go my own way. I don't need God. I'm going to go my own way and I'm going to work it all out for myself. Sounds like a naughty two-year-old, right? I'm going to do it myself. Now, nothing wrong with a good, of, good dose of uh, independence, but uh, man said, I don't need you, God, anymore because I want what I want. And so that resulted in that area of sin. Now, sin is what we call that area of where man decided, I don't need you, God, and I am going to come after what I want and my own selfish desires. So the results of sin states that what was created is now eroding and dying. The enemy wants nothing more to see you than to see you live a destruction and life-reducing existence. Even if the entire community, nation, and world got saved and worshipped Jesus as their Lord and Saviour, there would still be church splits, arguments, fights, and unfortunately, there would still be sickness. This is because whilst you can accept Jesus as Saviour, a person can still, even with Jesus, even with their ticket to heaven, even live a self-centered life that results in destructive fruit. And you might say, well, Pastor Matt, you know, that's pretty heavy language. Like, you know, I'm only on my first coffee and it's early Sunday morning, right? Well, hey, listen, you've got to understand this, is that God invites us into a place of surrender. And with our own thinking and with our own wisdom, we might actually think that surrender means oppressive oppression. But really, God's style of surrender says that, hey, if you surrender your whole self, 
And, and understand this. If you surrender your whole self, you will come into the realization that you have never been freer before. You, will, you, won't, you won't struggle with those desires anymore because why? You were never created for the purpose of that self-seeking. And that is why self-centeredness is such a, a torturous uh, tumult in a person's life, okay? So, you know, and so I'm going to keep on moving. Ready? So, um, so uh, even though we seek those desires and even though we come into those particular places and, and often it's, it's with a good heart and it's with, with good meaning and, you know, there's a lot of good people that mean really, really well. But inwardly, they still struggle inwardly they still come to that place of God or something I need the Bible puts it this way that God has a placed eternity in men's hearts there's that point of where it's eternity I am longing for something and I'm searching for it and I have yet not discovered it it's that longing let me tell you Jesus Christ is that longing Jesus Christ is the one who's knocking on your heart to say hey discover me and I'll give you life and life abundantly and so where the issue of sin has come in, when sin came in, of course, there we saw a result of the destructive nature of sin into a person's life. When Adam and Eve sinned, they started all things for mankind. And it was both of them. It wasn't just Eve, as some might argue, but uh, we have to understand that both made the choice and both took part of it. So in relation to healing, we have to understand that sickness to the body is what sin is to your spirit. Sin to your spirit is what sickness is to the body. And so many would argue that healing is not for today. And often that might be the case because, well, they've experienced prayer or somebody has prayed for them and they didn't see any results. And man, I can relate to that completely and totally. But we have to understand and I accept this fundamental truth and I, I want you to hear me in this what Jesus did when he died at the cross he dealt with both he dealt with sin that's the eternal issue the separation from God he dealt with the healing of your spirit and at the same time he also dealt with the area of sickness or the Bible says infirmities why because it says this in the Bible in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 it says but he was pierced for our transgressions so our sin our transgressions where we have transgressed where there has been a debt that we have been unable to pay he was pierced for our transgressions so he was pierced nails through his hands through his wrists and nails through his feet and pierced through his side where the bible says the blood and water flowed such was the internal damage of his body he was crushed for our iniquities that word is translated iniquities that sickness right so here here we have clear evidence in the scripture that if you understand and if you believe and appropriate the scripture so in other words you apply the truth into your life and that through faith and grace and you apply that into your life that Jesus did it Jesus dealt with it 
He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. So our punishment, man, our punishment, what was due for us because of our own self-centeredness and our own self-desires was upon him. Man, isn't that incredible? This should change your foundation. This should help you get up in the morning because I tell you what, the, 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 the punishment that you and I deserved was upon him and it brought us peace. And then it says, by his wounds, we are healed. Isaiah 53 verse 5. And so two weeks ago, I made the point that now is the number one enemy as living as a new creation. Because why? We want things now. Like, I don't know about you, but I want things now, instant. Like, you know, if I don't get my burger in three minutes, well, it should be free, whatever, right? But, uh, well, now it's, you know, during lockdown, it had to be delivered and there was delays and all sorts of stuff. But my own impatience will rob me of the processes that God has where he's building character, where he's building perseverance, where he's building those things inwardly. Why? Because he's so darn good at it. Because he designed me. He knows me inside and out. And when I surrender my life to him, then he is able. There's this invitation where he says, okay, Matt, I, I, I can come in and I can transform you from the inside out. Amen? So we need a creative act of God. We need a creative act of God. Say that. So I need a creative act of God. Now just remember, God made something out of nothing. It, well, it, it came out from within him. He made something out of the words that he spoke, out of the intention of his heart. Let's open the Bible and have a look at somebody who came to this realization of what I'm talking about, where sin, where he was overcome by his own actions, by his own decisions, and he came to this place of, man, I need a creative act of God. Now, just remember who we're talking about, Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord that heals, and understanding that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. So, David, I'm talking about King David. King David in Psalm chapter 51 verse 10 came to the realization that he could not fix or make new what he had done. He couldn't gloss over it. It wasn't a blemish that he could just rub out. There was nothing and is nothing that we can do to make the real difference. We can fill it with uh, a, a nice new car. We can fill it with a nice new house, new clothes, new this, new that. We can, we can fill it. We can, I don't know, get rid of all that and then somehow have a greater sense of purpose. We can get rid of all that. But the truth is this, we can do everything in our strength, but it will never, ever, ever, ever come close to what the, what the Lord's intention for you and I was. And that is for us to understand and appropriate in our life that we are a new creation. And this is why David said in Psalm 51.10, he said this. It was like this petition. He said, create in me a clean heart. Now there's a comma there. This is a petition, an earnest petition where he said, create in me a clean heart, O God. 
and renew a steadfast spirit within me. You see, in this, David is asking for both a new heart and a new spirit. And he requests the renovation of his entire mental and moral nature, which he recognizes in this moment and throughout the rest of the psalm as corrupt and depraved. You see, only God can create. We can take the substance and arrange it in different ways, but only God can create a new spirit, a renewed spirit. And what did we say before? Sin is to the spirit what sickness is to the body. Sin destroys the spirit, the soul, and causes the body to break down. That's why we see sickness in the world and so much destruction. When we are renewed, then we agree to the instant renewing and the progressive renewing that God orchestrates through our life. Where sin has done its damage in our lives and we are totally dependent upon the mercy of God. You can say that to yourself. You can say, I am totally dependent upon the mercy of God. We must open ourselves up to God and accept his work. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 says, Being confident of this, that he who begun a good work in Christ, like, sorry, a good work in you, will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So, hey, you know, sometimes you're going to miss it. Sometimes things are not going to work out. Sometimes we're, we're going to miss it. But don't worry, don't worry. You know, you can turn to your husband, wife, son, daughter, friend, uh, person on the train, wherever you're watching this right now and say, hey, don't worry, I'm going to mess up sometimes. But he who began a good work, he's going to finish it and he ain't quite finished it yet, right? And so Jesus has provided the way. Jesus gave all who would come to him a complete solution for their body for their soul and spirit. He answered it all. He came and provided it all. And it was his design since the beginning of time. The Bible says that he was the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. When Jesus died and was raised to life again, he declared that, and, and, and by faith we receive, that our spirit is reconnected to God. Our body is no longer subject to sin, and that is why we know that if the Bible says that by his stripes that Jesus took at the whipping post, we are healed. And we've got to activate our faith into that. We've got to, we've got to discard disappointment where we don't think God has healed when he should have. We've got to discard that away. It's human nature to take that on, take it personally, take it to heart. Whereas God's not like that. He's beginning a good work and he said he's going to finish it. All right, he's going to finish that good work, right? And so there is a good work within you. He is not the origin of sickness. Uh, um, uh, he will always work all things together for good, but sickness does not come from God. I want to make that very clear to somebody who's watching today. Sickness does not come from the Lord. He will use uh, life circumstances for your good, but sickness does not come from the Lord. 
And so we were talking about this during uh, our home base uh, uh, this week, that sometimes people have a very quick renewing or a transformation within their life. They come to Jesus, uh, angel feathers, uh, angels manifest, um, you know, their car runs on no petrol for a month. Uh, you know, amazing transformations and miracles take place in their life. And yet some people come to faith and it, it, it really is a faith thing. Well, I said it. I believe it and that's it and they don't experience a lot of renewing or transformation so some people have experienced both those but other people have experienced it over time where they come back and they look back over 12 months and they go wow gee you know I, I, I think I really am becoming a better person or a, or a changed person or a healthier person right and so <clears throat> um, one thing is common no matter who you are in that mix you are found in Christ. Remember the number one biggest issue. Are you a new creation in Christ or are you not? And therefore, if you are in Christ, it says you are a new creation. God transforms you in the way that you need it. There is no cookie cutter process. What he does for one, he can do it for you. The Bible's clear on that. At the same time, he wants to cultivate what he's doing in you as well. It can sometimes speed up, sometimes slow down. However, God will only transform you in the way that you allow him to, and this requires surrender. In this scripture, David had to surrender fully to the Lord. Let's just go back to that scripture in Psalm 51.10. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Some translations, instead of the word steadfast, they use the word right and renew a right spirit within me. And I just want to take a quick second to look at these two words, the word renew and the word steadfast or the word right, uh, right spirit within me. We have to understand that the word renew in its original context, in its ori original language, was feminine in its, in its context. And when we use that word, when we use that uh, word in English, it loses the nature of impartation and transformation. In the same way that a, that, that a woman's body receives seed and goes through a transformation in which, in order to give birth, there is that word there that it says renew. So receive this renewing that the Lord is saying to us. Receive this into your body. Receive it by faith. Renew a steadfast spirit. So re let this receive this into your spirit today that God is creating a clean heart and renew a steadfast that word steadfast or right in the original language is a masculine in a masculine context and so renew a right spirit now uh, I'm not saying that all men are upright and but but there's this there's this stance of strength of masculinity of of and that's you know this is for both men and women but it's like receive this uprightness and renew a steadfast right spirit within me man for some of us that can be a prayer every day if you don't know how to pray, man, maybe you could even start with that. That it says, Lord, create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew, receive within me a steadfast spirit, an upright, correct spirit within me, Lord. And you watch the transformation that takes place. 
Let's turn to Colossians chapter 3 verse 10. Colossians chapter 3 verse 10 says, And put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. There is another scripture that says, um, that says uh, uh, I've put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness has lifted. And there's this action word. There's the, often the Bible calls us into this active moment of where we, we can't wait for a feeling to take place. We can't, we can't wait for the angel of the Lord to appear. We, we, we can't wait for that uh, there. We, what we have to do is we have to put on. And so there's this action of by faith. And so look, it's, 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 it's a bit like a transformation that takes place. And, and here's something that I, uh, you know, prepared earlier that um, I'm not going to be able to uh, display it um, perfectly well, but it's like you're putting on and immediately, look, you are transformed. Look at me how I'm transformed right now. Tie's a bit short, leather jacket, pink tie. I'm just rocking it. I feel like Kanicki out of whatever, out of, I don't know, not really Kanicki. People are laughing in the room. But, you know, you just rock it, man. Like this leather jacket's coming back. I can hear Anna. She's just having a heart attack right now. She's just saying, what are you wearing? Um, but look, hey, I'm cool, and I think I'm just going to go to lunch like this. You know what I mean? And so, but like it's putting on. The Bible says here, put on. So there's this transformation of this choice of where we say, hang on, how do I appropriate this fact that Jesus has given and has created me into a new creation? Aha, uh -huh. there is a key in Colossians chapter 3, verse 10. And have put on. On. So we step into this moment of where we go, put on. And it might be a faith step for you to say, hey, today, for the first three hours, I'm going to have a better attitude. Or I'm going to have a praiseworthy thankfulness uh, that, uh, that, you know, I've never seen before. <laughs> or or I, I, I'm going to not just think positively, but I'm going to believe the fact that I am that I am a new creation. And, you, and it's like we put on. Why? Because what's actually happening is it's not a fake it till you make it thing. So, so, so don't get this wrong. You know, we hear the saying, clothes don't always make the man. Yeah, I get that. And really, we're not talking about clothes. But what I'm saying is your outward appearance of putting on is actually an outward sign of inner change. Why? Because you're actually starting to think about it. You're actually starting to go, hey, yeah, I am a new creation. I can look in the mirror and say, well, you know, you look like this today. But guess what? By the end of today, I'm going to believe 3% more, 4% more, 5% more, 10% more that I am a new creation in Christ. Because why? Jesus did it at the cross. I am a new creation, both in my spirit, in my soul, and in my body and even if my body tries to tell me something today that says you're not of new creation you feel about 400 years old and no 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 you just continue to declare over it you are a new creation you are a new creation you are a new creation and before you know it you can actually wear a pink tie and a black leather jacket and just rock it 
right? Why? Because well, you don't care what other people think because you're a new creation. You don't care what your body tells you. You don't care. Uh, uh, I'm saying live wisely and, and understand what I'm saying here. But there's this inward resolution. There is that renew where you have received that of which God has given you. Receive that of which Jesus has done at the cross. And the enemy tries to come along and say, well, you know, you're not really healed or, or you're not really saved or you're actually a bad person because remember what you did you know way back when and when the devil reminds you of your past you remind him of his future that he is due to be burned in the lake of fire and 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 you just go hey I'm a new creation I'm a new creation you should just sort of shake your shirt shake your jacket or your dressing gown or whatever you're wearing right now and just go yeah I'm a new creation that's what Jesus has made me and understand this is that we put on and it's like the putting on of the garment of change. I'm going to take this off because it's getting warm in here now. But I just might leave the pink tie on. What do you think? No, I'm, just, I'm not going to do that. But <clears throat> anyway, whew, that's better. All right, so we've got to understand that Jesus has created new. And sometimes it's a faith step to put on. The scripture that says, I will put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness has lifted. We need to understand that when, when, when worship starts, whether you, whether you, you know, whatever your expression of worship is, man, you've got to put it on. Put on that garment of praise, that glorious nature of being, hey, God, I am so thankful for you right now. I'm so thankful of what you've done. Man, you're amazing. God, you are so good at the way that you have made me a new creation and that way we ensure that it's it's never about us it's always about him and what he does in our life amen so the choice is the beginning of an inward change don't wait for it to feel right about but allow the holy spirit to lead you in that choice so to understand that there's a new creation we must first recognize that there was a previous creation And so I'm going to quickly come to this and then we'll draw to a close uh, and um, hopefully give it enough weight for you to understand and for it to be even as as I said, 2%, 3% improvement, 5% improvement because of what God is revealing to you today, then uh, it's going to be life changing. So to understand the new, it makes sense to appreciate what was before. Open your Bibles now to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 and we can read the account of the Garden of Eden where everything was made perfect and I'm just going to dive into this just a little bit you ready so it says this Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 it says and the Lord God formed or molded man or Adam as some uh, translations will say and the Lord God formed molded Adam out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living thing now we can read that and just go yeah okay I can accept that that's really great hey but let's really dig in to the miracle of what actually took place all right so we have to understand that back 
in the Garden of Eden, there was no rain. The Bible talks about the fact that during the night, there would be a mist and a dew that would come down during the night to water the ground. Now, that would probably require a fair bit of water, right? Um, you know, in Melbourne, you can have five, six seasons, ten seasons in one day, no matter uh, where you are. But uh, in the Garden of Eden, everything was absolutely perfect, and so you never had a rainy day. How's that? Isn't that awesome? But at night, there would be a dew that would come down and it would water and wet the ground. And it so says here, and the Lord God. Now we have to understand that um, the Lord God, uh, we don't have time to really dig into this yet, okay? But it's the, that, the Lord God, whenever the Bible is, says the Lord God, it means Jehovah Elohim. Now, that's plural in form. So it's not just the Lord God. Whilst God, three in one, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, while they are in complete and total unity, and this is going to be a revelation to some people, whilst they're in complete and total unity, the truth of the reality here is that this scripture, Jehovah Elohim, is later uh, revealed as Jesus Christ himself, the eternal Son of God. All right, you go, well, Pastor Matt, that's, that's incredible. Like, you know, you know, do you know and understand that Jesus was at that moment, he created mankind with you in mind. How cool is that, right? And so if you want to know the reference scripture, the book of John talks about that through him, through Jesus, all things were made that was made. The book of John chapter one says, all right, so that's where Jesus is revealed, Jehovah Elohim. So picture this for a moment. Whenever God uh, deals with man, he always stoops, always. Why? Because God is God. He, 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 he's, he's, well, he's much bigger than us. We understand that, but understand we're made in, his, in the likeness of, and the image of God. But, but he always stoops to deal down. In other words, God always comes down to our level when he deals with us, when he works with us. When Jesus says that, uh, he, that the, he's begun a good work and he's faithful to finish it, he's always going to come down and meet you where you are at. So picture this. He kneels down from Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. He kneels down and he takes the clay, he takes the dirt, and he, he gets his hands and his fingers dirty. God's not afraid to get his hands dirty, right? He kneels down and he takes that clay and he molds a perfect body of clay. No one can mold a perfect body of clay like him. No one, no one. And God stoops to deal with man. After he's finished, there's this perfect body of clay. And then... Uh, um, God, the Bible says that he breathes into man. Now we have to understand that it was like um, the original language actually describes as the imprint of God on man. So here is where Jesus himself comes to Adam, comes to man, face to face, eyeball to eyeball, mouth to mouth, nose to nose, and he breathed life into that man. He breathed life into that man. This can be likened to a kiss. 
And it's the extreme intimacy that God longs for and originally created mankind for with him. That extreme intimacy together. Now you know how that there's some, some words that sound like what they're describing. If, um, if water was, um, was uh, you know, dripping in a, in, a, in a pond or a pool, it would tinkle, and it, like it tinkling, tinkling of the water. That word tinkle sort of describes the way that it sounds, or a drip. It sounds like drip, drip, drip. Anybody been uh, laying in their bed and there's a dripping tap, just so annoying. But anyway, drip, drip, all right. In the original language, it was described as with this word, vayipach, right? And it's this descriptive word that sounds like what it sounded like when Jesus, Jehovah Elohim, breathed life into Adam. It was vayipach, like this, right? I hope I didn't blow everybody's eardrums off. But it, it's, and it's, the word is and breathe. That, that's, word, that's what that word is there. Again, that is a masculine singular word, to breathe and to blow. It was this impartation of receive this. Like this, right? And then when we look at the word breath and the breath, so when he breathed, that's what he did, but the breath describes what it was that was transferred. And this was a, a feminine, in the feminine sense, and it's described as this, a puff, wind, it was angry, so in other words, it was violent, right? It was a vital breath, divine inspiration and intellect. So suddenly this perfect molded body of clay, vayipach, was transferred into an incredible human being. We've discovered that in the human eye, there's over three million moving parts. I only say that to say, you are amazing. You are amazingly designed. You are amazingly designed for health and for life. And the Bible says that when you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The same words as what was created in Adam. This brand new creation. Eyes to see, nostrils to smell, a heart that beat. And so here we see the intersection of man becoming alive as a new creation. This moment and this place of where Jesus created mankind. And then when mankind sinned, tried to do it in his own strength, he came to that point then of where Jesus came and he said, I've got the solution. Father, send me. Send me. The lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. Send me. I breathe life into them. Now, let me breathe life into them yet again. And friends, that is available to us every single moment of every single day. Breathe life into me again. Make me a new creation. Renew that right spirit. Allow your creative power to flow in my life. 
And Lord, let it never be just for me and my own benefit, but Lord, let it be for your glory. Let it be for, for, for the transference to others so that they too can walk in this revelation. I'm going to pray. And I want you to receive and come into that place of where you receive that renewing. And this may be new information to you. There may be this moment of where you go, I haven't given my life to Jesus yet. Right now, I encourage you. You can just pray. Pray these words with me. Say, Jesus, I open my heart right now to receive you as my Lord and Savior. I've sinned and I've fallen short. But Jesus, I accept your renewing right now. You died and you rose again for me today. Help me step into being a new creation and help me step into a magnificent life with you. In Jesus' name, amen.